Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Donette Palmore. She is the owner and founder of Proverbs Financial Coaching. How are you doing today, Donette? I'm great. Thank you so much. It's so awesome to be here. Thank you very much for taking and making the time to be here with me today. I'm really excited to have you on the show as a guest, and I'm looking forward to jumping in and learning more about who you are and what you do. Awesome. So as mentioned, you are the owner and founder of Proverbs Financial Coaching. How long ago did you found or start Proverbs Financial Coaching? So I started it in October of 2015. So that's what, about six and a half years ago? Yeah, seven years, seven years this year. Yeah, we're getting there. Awesome. (laughs) I love the name of the company. How'd you come up with the name for it? So one, it has to do with my faith because I'm a Christian. But the reason I picked Proverbs is because Proverbs is known as the book of wisdom. And that's what I wanted to bring to my clients was wisdom. Excellent. Now, why did you decide to focus your energy and business on helping to empower women? And did this journey begin with some of your own personal struggles? Oh, it always does, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Usually. (laughs) So I think just through my whole coaching journey, realizing that there was a lot of women out there that needed to be empowered with their money. They needed to know that they could do this and that they're not necessarily bad with money and that they're not stupid. I think it it probably comes from a lot of, and I'm sure you'll agree, societal conditioning and parental conditioning, all of these things that were taught as we're growing up. Yes. And I was just discussing this with another coach, how women are, you know, society has said, oh, women are the stay at home. They're the shoppers. They're the spenders. And then we just kind of subconsciously keep that with us, not even really realizing it, that we're accepting that. And, but now we get to become aware of it and say, you know what, darn it, (laughs) that is not me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So would you mind sharing a little bit about your personal journey and struggles? Okay. Yeah, sure. Of course. So there was different times I had enough. And there was times I didn't. Most of the time I didn't get the things I wanted, but we had, I know we spent some time in shelters. I spent a lot of time going from parent to parent and even to relatives. I've lived with other relatives. So that was a little bit rough until I think I was about 11 or 12. And Mm -hmm. then I was with my dad and I left home at 16. Wow. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And I always say that we learn about money as children, whether It is talked about or not in our home. Children are very observant, right? They always do what we do, not what we say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So my mom didn't really have her own money. I know she worked here and there and was kind of in and out of my life. Same with my dad. My dad worked and made his money and he was kind of in and out of my life too. If I was at a relative's house, 
sometimes neither one of them were really present. But I always heard, you know, we can't afford it or no, you can't have that. With my dad, you know, we had a roof over our head. We had food on the table and some of our little wants. But when you're with relatives, that's, you know, that's already a burden on them. So yeah. they're probably not going to get you what you, yeah, you know, some exactly. of the things. You're grateful that you have a place to sleep and, and food on the table. So mm-hmm. what happened? When I got married and started having my own children, I didn't want to hear the words that we couldn't afford or that they couldn't have something or live in an unstable environment. So I worked really hard to not be in an unstable environment. However, on the money side, <laughs> when <laughs> it's it came a whole in, other I different was, story, <laughs> right? Because I was like, I just want them to have everything. I don't want them to hear those words. And as I, you know, in my journey of life, I, I saw that I was doing them a sort of disservice, uh, mm-hmm. just handing them everything and not showing them how to be responsible with money. So that is kind of my story. And now we're, we're doing good. And I love just, as I say, my children went through my whole financial journey with me. So they were, they know the ins and outs of that. And uh, it was a good thing though. And they're good with money now. It's a very fine line to walk though. As you said, you wanted to give them everything because you had nothing, but then there's the other side of that where, well, are they really going to appreciate it if they're given everything they want and given everything they ask for? That's right. And I think you have to find that line for your family so that they don't think, oh, well, everything just shows up when I want it. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, All I have to do is ask and I'll get it. <laughs> yeah. No, you got to work for it. <laughs> and so they have an appreciation for money and appreciation for the things that they get and they care about the things they get. They treat them with respect. Absolutely. They do. And, and I've seen that in their lives. So I started giving them money for school shopping. Because when you take them school shopping, they just throw everything in the cart, right? They don't care. They just like, this is what I want. And I was like, we're going to do things a little bit different this year. I'm going to give you this amount of money Mm -hmm. and you need to make sure you get your shoes, your undergarments, your blah, 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 blah. Everything you need. Yeah. Yeah. And they shopped a lot different. I'm sure they did because they they only had X amount of money. (laughs) I love it. They were looking at prices and I don't want to spend that much. And I was like, well, this is what you have. You'll have to figure it out. So it really just changed their perspective on money and how much things cost. I think that's brilliant. That's a great way to do things because when mom's taking them shopping, they're just, like you said, they're just throwing everything in the cart because they're not looking at the prices and they don't have a budget. They just think, oh, mom will just pay for whatever we want. So here we go. Let's go nuts. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I was creating the monster. Yeah, absolutely. 100% for sure. So what was the breaking point then or the light bulb moment for you with your own personal story where you said to yourself, okay, this has got to shift. I've got to change things here. Yeah. So I don't know exactly when that happened, but I just knew I was tired of it. I was tired of living the paycheck to paycheck. I was tired of being stressed out. And when we had money, it was great. And then of course, when you don't, it's you know hard. So I gotten into some network marketing and discovered personal development. That changed my life and how I viewed money and having things. I mean, I'm so grateful for that experience. I knew that we had to save for our future and had absolutely no idea how to even start, but I wanted things to be different for my kids. Yeah. I didn't want it to be the same that that I had and I wanted to be better for my kids and, you know, okay, if you're going to make money, how can you take care of that? So I started to do some research and I did find Dave Ramsey and I began to read his books. I went to conferences, taught my kids because I homeschooled my kids. So I taught him his 
he has a homeschooling curriculum from them. And then I began to implement the teachings because like I said, our kids do what we do, not what we say. So I was like, yeah. I better start doing this myself. <laughs> <laughs> but it gave me hope that I can still get ready for retirement, save for emergencies and pay my bills. And I really wanted to change my future and of course the generations to come. Absolutely. And so how then would you say these experiences have helped shape the Donette you are today, both personally and professionally? Wow, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, you know, our whole life is an experience, right? And mm -hmm. if we can grab onto those teaching moments, that's when our life truly can change and, and we can turn into another version of ourselves, you know, because we should always be evolving as humans. And I think, you know, a network marketing has a lot of bad stigma around it. But what I got out of it was it got me into the personal development. I'm reading these books and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have to be stuck. Oh my gosh, I can change my thoughts. Oh my gosh, I can make things better. Oh my gosh. You know what it really taught me? I'm in control. Yeah. <laughs> I am in control of my life and I can make it what I want to make it. And that's what I have instilled in my children. And that's power. Yeah. Isn't it? It is. We do have sure. all the power. We do. <laughs> It's just a matter of tapping into it and realizing it. Yeah. And sometimes we need help. Yeah. absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. But see that therein lies another problem is we as humans don't want to ask for help because we're for fear of rejection, for seeming dependent, for all of the things. There's so many different reasons, but we don't feel safe to ask for help. This is true. And there's nothing wrong with that though. There isn't. And I think we really need to break those walls down. For sure. We need to lean more into that. Absolutely. So yeah. why is this mission of helping women gain control of their finances and thrive in their business instead of just surviving so personally important to you? And why have you decided to make this your personal mission? So life is so much more than just making money, paying bills and dying. Uh, they always say there we have there's two dates on our gravestone and then there's a little dash and it's like what have we done in that little dash what is our purpose why are we here and I feel like when our finances are you know a mess or there's always an issue with them in our lives it really doesn't allow us to live out our full purpose and it it holds us back I found so much freedom and peace with my money and has enabled me to live a better life having them in control. And I want to help other women to have that same peace and freedom. 80% of people in America are living paycheck to paycheck and one out of four six-figure earners are living paycheck to paycheck. Can you imagine the world, what world we would be living in if those people were all living their purpose and not being a slave to their money? Oh, it'd be incredible. It'd be a completely different world we live in. Exactly. And that is why I do what I do so that I, I can it. help people find their purpose without the stress of money. That's a beautiful why, that's for sure. What type of person or client is your ideal client? Like, What things do you look for in a potential client before deciding to work with them? So I love working with professional and entrepreneur women. They're making good money, but still not hitting those financial goals. They're stressed when they think about money, not prepared for emergencies. They want to take their business to another level, but kind of feel stuck because of their finances. So just seeing, you know, helping people navigate through all that stuff. Cause I feel like also as women, we wear a ton of hats and we kind of need help again, right? We need uh -huh. help <laughs> yeah. and we need to stop being afraid to ask for help. I know I struggle with that sometimes too, and I'm trying to get better at that, but yeah, we do. I just really want to help and empower women and, and lift them up so that they can, again, uh, live their purpose and not have to worry about their finances. I love it. 
What lights you up or inspires you the most about the work that you do? Oh, goodness. (laughs) So much. But I would say watching my clients light up when they hit their goals, when they say, you know what? I'm not stressed about money anymore. Or I have this emergency fund saved up, or I paid that off, or I got to take that vacation. I got to spend time with my kids because I didn't have to worry about working. I'm not fighting with my significant other. We're actually having a conversation. I mean, there's so much (laughs) to that. But again, just people being able to dream again and, you know, they didn't think it was possible and now they get a dream again. And that is so beautiful. That is beautiful to be able to help facilitate that for others is incredible. And giving back in that way and impacting people's lives in that, that way is just having impact is an incredible feeling to be able to know that you have helped someone is just one of the most beautiful and incredible feelings in the world. Absolutely. It is. That's to me, that's what we're all here for really that's the purpose is to to help and to serve others, to be here to support one another and lift one another up. Absolutely. I have a book that says we have something that someone needs. Yeah. Everybody. We, yeah. We've been given a specific gift or skill yeah. or talent to share with the world. And yeah, we got to step into that. <laughs> That's right. 100%. Absolutely. Now you said that you like to keep vision focused instead of budget focused. Why that route when we were always told you should have a budget? This is what will keep you on track to getting things paid off, all of those things. Right. And how many people are not doing that? (laughs) (laughs) Really, if we don't have a reason why we're doing something, we're going to fall off the path, right? You know, we've heard again, those financial gurus tell us, you know, eat the rice and beans, don't do anything but save, get out of debt. And like I said, a lot of people are failing at that system. And I think it's because they don't know why they're doing it. Yeah, it's a little, you know, oh, I want to get out of debt. That's not really what you want to do. You have something deeper. Life is Mm -hmm. deeper than getting out of debt. So they have to find that. And our financial journey is a lifetime, right? Yeah. And I believe that we can do, you know, all the things that we need to do, pay our bills, save, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff and still enjoy our life and pursue the things that we love. And, you know, cause that's important. We still have to live life. Yeah. So when we are vision focused, we see what is possible and not what we can't do, which is what a budget is usually telling us. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, we're, we're only here for a short time and we only get one go around. So why not live life to the fullest and enjoy what you're doing? Enjoy your time here. Right. It's not just about going to work, earning a paycheck and paying bills. Fuck that. Yeah, that doesn't even sound fun. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It sounds fucking incredibly boring and monotonous and drone-like. Yeah. And again, we were here for a purpose and it's not just to make money and pay our bills. No. We got work to do. Yeah. Every, every <laughs> single one of us does. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I just loved, you know, I changed that, you know, if we focus on our why we focus on our vision, then, you know, we're going to create a spending plan, not a budget because we're planning to spend our money. Well, isn't that what we're doing here, (laughs) working for (laughs) is to spend it and enjoy it. Sure. You've got to put your money away for that emergency fund or whatever the case may be, but it's not meant to all be squandered and just put away and not touch fucking enjoy it while you worked for it. Enjoy it. That's right. That's right. It, we, it reminds me. Life. 
Yeah, it reminds me of one of my uncles. He won the lottery a couple times. Now, albeit a hundred thousand, I think he won a hundred thousand twice. And he also put away money every single paycheck religiously. Every paycheck he put a hundred dollars away from the time he started working full time until he retired. And that just sat there and he would not touch it. And it's like, what the hell is the point of that? Like, enjoy the money. You yeah. earned it. You worked your ass off for that. What, was and he, he was investing he, it or just no, he was oh. just saving it. And he was, he was, <laughs> it makes me laugh when I think about it. He's, he's passed on now. He passed this year, but he was so, we'll, we'll use the word frugal instead of cheap, <laughs> that he would use yellow twine. I remember this as a kid. He would use yellow twine as a belt instead oh, wow. of buying a belt. When him and his wife, my aunt, would go out for dinner, they'd go Dutch. He had a truck, a pickup truck, and it was from the 80s. And he had that thing well into the 90s and whatnot, and even further, I think, because he didn't want to spend the money on a car or a mechanic because he could work on that truck and fix it himself. Wow. It's like, <laughs> you worked your ass off for this money. Why wouldn't you spend it, enjoy it? You know, like it's... I don't know. That's part of what it's all about is enjoying the fruits of your labor. Very true. And and a lot of that goes back to how we were brought up with money, right? Mm -hmm. You know, what yeah, was his for sure. experience with his parents? Well, I mean, he was one of 11 kids. Oh, um, wow. All of, okay. yeah, my, my uncle, all the kids, my grandmother, they left home at a very, very young age. None of them finished school. They all left school like grade seven, grade eight to leave the house so that my grandmother my great grandmother that is had less of a burden in terms of having to support so many kids because my great grandfather, her husband, as she was giving birth to her, her 11th child, he was dying in the next room. He died. Oh. He passed away at the age of 39. Oh my gosh. So the kids started leaving home at a very young age as to lessen the burden for my grandmother, for my great grandmother. Oh, so yeah. So that's where it comes from. Yeah. yeah. So that that's conditioning. probably why. Yeah. And he never was able to like, you know, realize that's what was in his subconscious and he wasn't able to change it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He just is like, sure. well, I just got to be careful because I don't know what I'm going to have, you know, more. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It's sad though. It's sad. The stories that we are conditioned to believe and the things we're conditioned to believe, but the stories we tell ourselves too. Yeah. I think that's the worst part, right? But we it tell is ourselves. for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> So I'd like to talk a little bit about women and entrepreneurship. I come from a corporate background and I've seen even now still that mindset and behavior of the old boys club mentality when it comes to things like equal pay for women, women in C-suite level positions, women with seats at the boardroom table and so on and all of these things and how horribly, horribly sad it is that we're stuck in this mentality still in the year 2022 of that old 1930s, 1940s mentality. I mean, we're starting to see a shift, I think, in the mindset with a lot more women. What are your thoughts on the landscape of women in entrepreneurship and women-run businesses in, through your experience and dealing with the clients that you have? That could be a whole other podcast, right? Yes, it could. But all I got to say is those companies are missing out on the gifts and talents that women have to bring to the table. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But <laughs> yes, you're right. We are seeing a shift. And so I think it, it's going to take us some time to completely shift, right? But I do see it and I think it's awesome. And, and I do see women are hard workers. I'm not saying men aren't, yeah. but women are hard workers. And 
you know, I see my clients and the struggles they go through as women and, you know, the things they got to do to succeed. And they're just such badasses. They just keep going. And I just love to see that. And I just say, women, just keep pushing, just keep breaking the glass ceiling, just keep doing it because we're making a difference, whether it's entrepreneurship or again, get, you know, going into the corporations and doing it that way, but we're getting there and I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I think it's going to change a lot of stuff. For sure. Ladies, like you said, the shift is starting to happen. I don't think it's happening nearly as quickly as we need it to, but at least the wheels are turning in that direction, which is a great start. So how do you think then women can continue to push through and continue to break down these barriers and this ridiculous way of thinking? Just to keep it up, keep what we're doing. And one thing that women have got to do is lift each other up. We have to stop tearing each other down. We have to come alongside and lift each other up and push through all the BS. It's what we got to do. I've seen a shift in that from when I left corporate two and a half years ago, three years ago, three. No, I left corporate. Sorry. I left corporate five years ago. But since I started my journey into and with this podcast and this community that we have built, I've seen a huge shift in that. It's been like a complete 180 from what I was used to seeing, which is great. Women are starting to support one another. They're yes. starting to collaborate and they're getting rid of that competition mindset. Yes. And that's that's happening too. Yeah. But we got to do more of it and we got to do it faster. Yeah. Because if we're sure. fighting with the, with each other or, you know doing silly things, then we're not going to break glass ceilings. We're going to keep them on top of us. So what advice do you have for women then looking to grow either their own business or within a company that they work for? One, know what you want. Whether you're looking to grow in a company, where is it that you want to go in that company or building a business? What do you want to build and why do you want to build it? Make a plan, go for it. Get some good mentors or I call it wise counsel around you, (laughs) you know, because we need that to help, you know, we need that outside voice so that we can bounce things off ideas, thoughts, guide us and just, you know, help us through that thought process of beating ourselves up that we can do and make sure you enjoy the journey, laugh at yourself. And of course, learn along the way. Being a women's empowerment advocate, what do you do to empower yourself and other women? So... Well, that takes a lot of work, right? So I remind myself of who I am, who I belong to, what I've made it through and what I'm here to do. And I love what I've been doing the last like three years is really bringing a lot of like-minded women around myself Uh, because we need each other. We can't be successful by ourselves, right? It takes Mm -hmm. a team or a tribe. And when women need help, encouragement, support, compassion, maybe a kick in the ass, whatever it is, I try to do that so that I can empower them with my gifts and talents or connect them with someone else that can do that for them. Beautiful. So speaking of empowerment, what does that word mean to you? You know, it means a lot of different things depending on the situation. It's lifting others up so they can shine their light, listening to their side. We don't have to agree, but we can listen. It's shining our own light, encouraging others, helping others, coming alongside of others, building connections and relationships, recognizing and celebrating each other. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) That's it right there. Donette, to date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? Being a mom. It's been the greatest joy and success of my life. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? 
you know what? I just keep getting up. No matter what happens, I just get back up. That's important. Yeah. And I think that that's my superpower. That's what I feel like. You know what? I'm going to get knocked down, but I just got to get back up. Absolutely. Get knocked down eight times, you get up nine. Exactly. What else are we going to do? Yeah. Well, you can stay there laying down and, and take it and not fight for yourself or you get up and fight and, yeah. and move, move past it, move through it and better yourself. Exactly. And that's Reframe just what I keep it. doing. It. Yeah. I love it. So speaking of success, how do you define that word? What does that word mean to you? I would say it's living out my purpose on a daily basis. And that's just empowering others, not just in my business, but in my everyday life. You know, my husband, my kids, my grandchildren, my friends, strangers, you Mm -hmm. know, just even saying a kind word to somebody or letting them cut in front of you in line because, you know, they only have two groceries and you have 500, whatever it is. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Just, uh, you know, empowering others around me every day. I read a quote the other day saying basically what the gist of it was, was let people know that you appreciate them because that could change someone's life completely by just letting them know that little thing that you appreciate them telling someone they're appreciated yeah imagine when someone tells you that yeah it feels incredible and it it doesn't cost you anything to do it it's this this concept of us being kind to one another and how some people just cannot grasp it blows my mind it is the simplest thing to just smile a smile can change someone's day absolutely I love but, smiling. <laughs> but yet we have we have such a hard time grasping this concept of being nice to others. Yeah, we do. It's it's mind-boggling. I think we have to get focused off ourselves and, you know, we look outward not inward. Yeah, for sure. Donette, what would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life and what was your life like before learning it and what was your life like after you learned it? To live my life for others meaning to serve others, help others, again, empower them, encourage them. What was I like before that? Probably not a very nice person. I was not a very nice teenager. And Mm -hmm. I'm like embarrassed by that. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, that has a lot to do with a lot of other stuff. But, you know, just really, you know, I was focused on myself, my needs, my wants. Typical teenager, right? So, yeah, we're we're important. We don't want to not focus on ourselves. But we also have to look outside of ourselves and look at the world around us. So, yeah, I think just... Really living our lives for others, my life for others is what's important to me. Well, like you said, it's something as simple as if so, if you're in line at the grocery store and someone is behind you and they've got two items and you've got a buggy full, let them go ahead. What's it, what's it going to do? Is it going to change? Is it going to slow you down that much? Do you have somewhere you really need to be that's that important? You know, right. it's simple things like that. Yeah. And if we all walked around like that, we'd probably be in a better world. Oh, could you imagine how incredible it would be if we all, if everybody had that mindset and that way of thinking, fuck, this world would be so, so incredible. Yeah, it would. If you could set up a billboard anywhere, where would you put it and what would it say? Okay. Where would I put it? I would put it as many places that they would let me put it. (laughs) (laughs) And it would simply say, live your purpose. Because I think that we lack that. We get boggled down by our finances, you know, concentrating on money, making, we got to make the next money because we got to pay the bills. We got to, 
and we're not focused on our purpose. And I, and how many people have you talked to or heard of that aren't happy in their job and they're there like 20, 30, 40 years? Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know what? That's so sad to me. Yeah. It's sad to me too. Change so, it. You're the only one that can change it. Absolutely. And it's scary, guys. Yep. I'm not going to lie. It's scary. Oh, yeah. But is it more scary to be miserable for 30 or 40 years or to actually go out and do what you were created to do? I would say it's scarier to stay <laughs> stay stuck where you where you hate it for 30 to 40 years. I mean, that's a that's a horrible existence. These people that live and I've been, I was guilty of it. These people that live for the weekends, you're living for two days out of the week. You're pissing away or wishing away five days because you hate your job so much. Yeah. That's horrible. It is a horrible way to live. I agree. There is always a way. Always. You just have to figure it out. Yeah. Which is not easy. It's going to take a lot of work. But yeah, it does. What's the alternative? Stay stuck and miserable for 30, 40 years? No, thanks. We right. Again, we only get one shot at this life. Exactly. It's not too late to change, guys. That's right. That's right. It's never too late. It really isn't. And that's another thing of societal conditioning is we get told that, well, you got to have this done by this age and you got to have this done by that age. And it's never too late. No, it's not. And something I always, you know, told my kids, you know, college isn't number one. You don't have to go to college. I'm right there with you. 100%. (laughs) I love that you said that because I'm so much in agreement with you on that one. Awesome. I don't find very many people that are. So that's awesome when I do, but you know, and if you're going to go to college, explore some stuff, go take the class and see if you even like whatever it is you think yeah. you're interested in or find a job doing it because mm-hmm. you may hate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think it's complete bullshit. And again, this goes back to more conditioning that this is what mm-hmm. you need to do in order to be successful, to get that job you want and to get a job that you're supposed to have, that you're going to end up hating, that you're going to fuck that. It's not for everybody. It Mm -hmm. really isn't. University is not for everybody. And you don't have to go to university or college to be successful in life. Absolutely. I love that you're you're (laughs) of the same mindset. It's so, because you're right. There are very few people that think that way. Oh yeah. What's the first question people ask you? Where are your kids? Where are they going to school? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they're not. (laughs) Yeah, they're not. They are going to, you know. Figure the school life of out. life. That's right. The school of hard knocks. Yeah. <laughs> what is your personal motto, Donette? I do what I want. Meaning I don't care what other people say or think about my choices. Mm-hmm. I do what makes me happy and I don't do it based on someone else's opinion. That's another hard lesson to learn because we do get so caught up in what other people think. Yes. And you know what? It's a daily battle, right? We can say, you know, I don't care. And then you're like, oh my gosh, what do you, is that person going to think this? Yeah. (laughs) No, no. Like it doesn't matter what they think. This is my life, not theirs. That's right. Okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions (laughs) just be two, three forward answer type thing. Okay. Okay. How would you describe yourself in one word? An overcomer. What would your family and friends list as a couple of your best characteristics? Passionate, bold, caring, independent, and strong. What was your very first job? Oh, it was helping my mom in this little tiny restaurant she worked in. And I think we got tips. I don't remember, but I (laughs) I think I was like nine or 10. What was your dream job as a child? So I had several. And this is cool because I wanted to be a teacher, a doctor, and a mom. And you know what? God gave them all to me. I homeschooled my kids. So I was a teacher. I still teach women today. 
And uh-huh. I was a doctor because, you know, you got to kiss your kids as boo-boos yeah. and band-aids and stuff. <laughs> yeah, <on them. laughs> there you go. True. Very true. Moms wear all the hats, that's for sure. Yeah. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? Oh, that I speak my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Some people might not take too kindly to that. <laughs> and they don't sometimes, but that's okay. Yeah. Because I'm not for everybody. There you go. Another important lesson we need to learn. Yeah. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? That they were created for a purpose and the world needs them to fulfill it. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? More time with my family. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. (laughs) (laughs) Donette, what is your why? Oh, it's just to create a better world for my children and their children. Creating a world where we live our lives in integrity and truth and are empowered to live out our purpose with freedom. Beautiful. What is one thing you know now that you wish you had known when you started your entrepreneurial journey? Mm, To get some wise counsel around me early. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah, that probably would have pushed me forward quicker. But again, life is a journey. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And you didn't do that because there were other lessons you had to learn. Exactly. What's an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? You know, it's becoming a grandma. It has Mm. been amazing. And I don't even know how to explain it, but it's great. (laughs) All right. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? Oh my gosh. Okay. It's going to be Mel Robbins. She did the five second rule. And the reason is because I just freaking love her. She is just straightforward. She gives you that kick in the butt, but with so much love and compassion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love her. I love listening to her. She's just full of so much energy. And you know what? She's real. She's talking about speaking and she's like, you know what? I still get nervous. Most people do. You just do it. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I honestly think that that's a good thing that people still get nervous before talking or, I mean, I still get nervous before a photo shoot. And I think that's good because it's somewhat, at least my belief and what I tell myself around that is that it's good because it keeps me grounded. It keeps me from getting Mm. too cocky and overconfident. I think it's a great thing that I still get nervous. And although in the moment it doesn't feel that great, but it's part of that journey. And I think it's, I I really do. I think that's a wonderful thing that, that people get nervous. Yeah. And here's the thing to help you curb that, that Mel Robbins said, she said, our body doesn't know the difference between excited and nervous. Hmm. And if we just tell our body, Hey, we're actually excited. There you go. We have this opportunity. We get to get in front of these people and share Uh this with, and it's like, Oh yeah. That's a great spin to put on it. (laughs) Uh, That is, that's truly great. I love that. Right. Yeah. I thought so too. Then, and you still stay humble. Yeah, absolutely. Which is important for sure. Absolutely. Yes. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Don't let other people snuff out your light. I like that. Yeah. Shine it no matter what, no matter what people do, because people can do and say some ugly things, but you can't let them put your light out. You have to keep it lit and keep it burning and don't let them cover it. Beautiful. Lastly, Donette, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, like your corner of the world or your tribe, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What would you say or what words of wisdom would you impart? I would say, make sure that you, you know, take a good look at your life. Is it everything that you want it to be? And if it's not, freaking change it. 
<laughs> Change it right now. Create the life you want. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Donna. It was an absolute pleasure to sit down and chat with you and to hear your ideals and your thoughts and what you've been through. It's incredibly inspiring. And I think the work that you're doing is much needed and it's beautiful. So just keep shining your bright, beautiful light out into the world and doing the work you're doing. I appreciate you. And I'm absolutely honored to have had this time with you and to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. So thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. It's all my pleasure. I appreciate you having me here. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast today. My get has my guest has been Donette Palmar. She is the owner and founder of Proverbs Financial Coaching. Thank you so much, Donette. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you, you too. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.